Welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us for our mid-pricer special madness, crazy, pick them all at your discretion, Chris, podcast. I, yes, that is. It's it's actually pretty important this year. I think that um, with the lack of, of rookies, specifically in defense, but on other lines as well. Specifically? Specifically, they're in the ocean. And um, uh, I think mid-pricer is going to be pretty important this year, but it's, it's not about... Choosing mid price is about choosing the right mid pricer. Um, and I don't think a team full of mid prices is going to be good because there's so many good premiums. Yep. And but, when one shits the bed, you can't really jump ship to another mid pricer because you've got them all. Yeah, right. It's, yes. it's, uh, so there's definitely a few. And I, I think that most lines can live with, say, one mid pricer. Um, but if you have too many than that, outside of the rack line, of course, um, yeah, it's going to be going to be a big foul. It's going to be a. Oh, a fail, Chris! Oh, you got, come you got, on! I, I, see, I would have been on that if I had the button to press. Yeah, because you would have known. If I had the button to press, I would have been on that. Because you would have known what you were thinking. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'm too busy waiting for you to say in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So these are the mid prices in a nutshell. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, now let's get straight into it. So, how we define mid prices generally speaking is going to be somewhere with price between 250k. And 450k. Now there are a couple that sort of sit outside of those guidelines, um, and we'll touch a little bit on that. But we're specifically going to try and stick in those price ranges. Yeah, generally more the 300 to 350 is ideal. When you start getting closer to 400, it's a little bit more. You know, you want them to be more of a keeper and and that kind of thing. Generally, the cheaper, the better. All right. Now I'm going to start this off with four guys who I think could all be potential keepers. And I want you to give me your thoughts on them. Um, I'm going to list them off for you. I'm going to go with Zach Williams, obviously. I'm going to go with Jordan Dawson, Alex Witherden, and Liam Duggan. All four guys have a role this season that could arguably make them keepers in, in their perspective field. And for this season, I'm going to say that keeper in defense is going to be around about that 100 mark. I don't think a 95 is going to really justify it this season. I think you really want 100 out of them. So tell me your thoughts. The most expensive one at the moment is Jordan Dawson, 458K. Do you have any confidence in Jordan Dawson at this stage of the season? Uh, if I did, I would have picked him over uh, Mills last year in our bet, Chris. <laughs> That's true. So what are you trying to double down and justify your shit pick? No, I, I, there, there is a reason that I, I bring him up. Um, last season, he was definitely thrown around a little bit. Was oh, um, it because Mills is going in the midfield? You're like, no, maybe now he will get that role that does well. You're welcome. Yes, this is what I'm thinking now. And right. he actually was transitioned more to the back end, of, um, to behind the ball last season, the back end, and went really, really well. Um, so I'm just going to try and bring up his statistics from last season, if I can bring up. I think you're um, – was it about – Dawson's a bit of fish out of the water there, Chris. It, it was one that I, I kind of sprung on you, didn't I? Yes, um, fish out of the water, Dawson's Creek, some might say. <laughs> oh, he doesn't love Dawson's Creek, by the way. Not with you, Dawson's Crack. Sorry, that was a, a little bit too much. All right, if we look at um, uh, Dawson's Supercoach scoring from last season – uh, from round 10, um, so just before their buy, he went 121, 91, 92, 110, 66, 113, and 103. So he definitely had a role change that shifted in behind the ball. Um, and I see him as one that they definitely want the ball in his hands. The arguable thing as well is that if they're running Campbell, so they'll have you know potentially Campbell as that second defender. Now they've got three guys in that defense that can all kick the football really well. And yes, you've got Lloyd, obviously, that's going to have that lot of that ball. Do we see Jordan uh, Dawson as someone who can average 100 over a season? And that's where I sort of go, ooh. The problem is with Sydney, if you if you mash too many of those in the defensive line, like really mash them to get – you get Campbell Soup. <laughs> I don't know how you get that from Jordan Dawson. But you I said Campbell. Yeah, no, I get it. I just, what's, what's that got to do with Dawson? I don't know. 
Um, so would we say I've pass? Had, I've, had, I've had a week to my own thoughts, Chris. These are, this is what I think of. That's true. So would you pass? You, do, you don't think – not over a whole season, right? I think pass, you can go patches of, um, draft, of form. Draft league, and I can't believe you started with Dawson first. Well, he's the most expensive, and I, I go – 10% of the listeners have just logged out <laughs> your first mid-pricer in saying, your – the ultimate mid-pricer someone guy. Someone out there is going, you know what, Dawson, that is actually good. look at those back-end numbers. And I, you yeah. know what, I'm not, I'm not too – Look at that 1% that <laughs> don't him. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not too selfish. To and, say, you know what? And you, you just said look at him. mid prices are to four fifty, which is already a stretch. Yeah, and so you've he's, gone four fifty eight. Yeah, so you've slightly more expensive. <laughs> okay, so you've started off yeah. and go, right. I'm breaking my rules straight yeah. up. Crikey, like, right, guys, we've gone between two fifty and four fifty. And the first one is some shit pick at four fifty eight. He's a hundred dollars more than Zach Williams, who I'm about to open oh, up with. Right? Yeah, but Zach Williams is a good pick. Okay, so tell me why Zach Williams is a good pick. Oh, sorry, you're gonna have to start. I'm losing it. <laughs> right, so, so look, Zach Williams, obviously with the role change, he's going to be playing midfield and forward, um, as opposed to off the halfback line, which um, obviously, hopefully, will uh, will increase his floor. <laughs> Fucking Dawson. <laughs> Dude, it's not a bad pick. I don't no, know why. I was not expecting it. I was not. No, like for okay. draft, for draft, I'm there. No, no, don't justify your no, opinion. Now, you now keep I'm, going. Now I'm going. I'm going no, further into it now. You piss no, me no. off. You, 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 you put me on tilt, and now I have to justify myself to you, which I should, which I shouldn't have to. Okay, though, right? no, it's great for draft. It's you know, if um, anyway, uh, look, uh, Zach Williams. Um, he actually started for some games for GWS, which was interesting. Had a delayed preseason, uh, 2019. Uh, to 2020, missed round one. Then he was injured um, round four, and then he missed four rounds after that. Yeah, so he averaged Dawson averaged 99.42. You're welcome. Um, you're welcome. He then Over averaged seven games. Yeah, on seven games, still averaged under the hundred, which he claimed was keeper status. So <laughs> 99.4, mate. I, still I think under I'll be, 100. I think Chris. I'll be okay. Still under okay. 100. You're you just breaking all your own rules. Tonight. I'm just saying, there's a chance that he could he could go all right, and you know what? I agree. And if he does, I'm going to be the one flying no, flag saying, you know what? Okay, you're, you're fine, welcome. Fine with the plethora, and we love that word here of options in defence. You're thinking about starting Dawson over I'm, I'm not, no, every I'm other not. person? I can't. No way. There's no way I could with his buy. I'm just <sighs> saying he's an option out there. And we're a draft league as well, my friend. Yes, just, I did say good for draft all league. All right. So. Okay, good. All right, I'm but glad. But you're also talking about mid-price. Yeah, uh, okay, just, right. You know what? Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the most off the cuff. Meanwhile, Chris is leading this investigation. I am, I am the... Uh, two cents. This is already a good podcast. I am the the two cents. <laughs> what cent- are you drinking? Oh, Peroni Red, mate. They're imported. What is that? I never. I don't even know. Peroni. Never know what he's doing. Red imported. I feel like my face is blurry tonight. Fair enough. Or I'm blurry. So yeah, the, the problem with Zach Williams is can he play 22 games? He, um, he hasn't really. As uh, obviously since he did his Achilles injury a few years ago, he's really been unreliable. Um, if you can think that he can play 22 games, playing a harder role as an inside midfielder and forward. Then I think he, he's almost a lot because I think he'll probably he's got the potential to go a bit higher than a hundred. I think he's probably capped at around one hundred five. Yeah, he's a good price point, which is why he's in a lot of sides. Um, for 42% me, forty two percent ownership percentage, I, I which am, is forty two more than John Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> is he zero? zero oh, I thought I was being generous with a one percent. You're <laughs> kidding me, Chris. Uh, look, there's a good smoke if I've ever seen one. You're um, welcome. Yes. Just dropping knowledge now, over here. I'm actually considering if I have the coin starting um, Mills or starting McDonald over Williams. Fair enough. More because he's they're 35% less owned than I think Williams' body. If he tries to run through oh, the McDonald's midfield. McDonald's got a and, way bigger ceiling. Yeah, yeah but I meant yeah. like as in I'm just thinking about running that based on the durability and me hoping that he goes down with an injury, Williams. So Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Alex Witherden. So your boy, Alex Witherden, um, obviously he's, we know what Alex Witherden can do. He can rack up the pill. He can let he, you down. He, he can let you down. He can use it well. He can get dropped to a 33-year-old. 34? How old is? Jeez. Virtual. I don't yeah. even, I don't Too even old. know. So, he's so old. Old man Virtual. Here's my issue. Can he average 100? Because I know that he's got a high ceiling. He can. One can day. he average 100? He can. One day. Well, he hasn't. <laughs> one day. It, is today not that day? He is the, he's the type of player that could average 100. So last year in six games, he averaged 94.3. So in a year where we had obviously a lot of scaling for t- his type. It was he based off his, mainly one game where he went ridiculous. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he had, um, what, what was it? Um, just bring up. Wrong 20. year. That was the wrong year. There we go. He had the 1-170 and then he had an 85, a 100, a 101 and 69. Yep. 
What a what a lovely way to finish the season. <laughs> I like to start the season that way. Actually. Yeah, I like to start and finish the season with a good old meal for two. <laughs> We're talking about poker hands. I mean, man, this this podcast has gone left to center. Um, That's what look. Yeah. I mean, look, personally, I can't see it. Do, do I think – I do think that he's in the 22 at West Coast. And I do think they'll use him this year. I just can't see him being good enough. Um, and obviously, he's not pri- – you know, he's priced around the same price there. What is he? Uh, it's uh, 456K. He's yep. 2K less than, than Zach Williams. I think you just go Zach Williams at that price. But, um, look, there could be some West Coast fans out there. He's actually in 7% of teams, which is surprisingly high. Like that is a yeah. lot of teams. When when someone's heavily owned, you're better off just going with the James. Yeah, I like it. Fair yeah. enough. Going with the herd. And the last one of this bunch um, is another West Coast player, Liam Duggan, uh, which is arguably why um, there is a spot in the 22 for Alex Witherden at the moment. And Liam Duggan's obviously been picked. Um, he's going to be playing midfield at the moment with the midfield injuries that they do have over there at West Coast. Um, and he's been training as a midfielder and he's been playing midfield in the practice matches. He had some midfield time in the back end of last year and he averaged 98 over that back end run. So he's definitely a guy that can average that or you know, close to 100. Um, he's a little bit cheaper at 448. The problem that I find with it is as soon as Yo comes back, what happens to Duggan? Or does he get pushed out? Does he get pushed to a wing? Does his role change? And he doesn't average well as a defender. So it's a very big risk to start with Duggan. Yeah, if you start him and he doesn't do well, you've just dug in yourself a hole. <laughs> yeah, pretty much it, right? Yeah. Um, but so, again, good for draft leagues. I think he's definitely got value there. So I'd be looking at him as well. Definitely good for draft leagues. Uh, um, what, like D4, D5, you'd be happy yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Duggan. Yep. Um, he's in 4% of size right now. Um, look, I'd love to take a chance on him. I, I would because it'd be hugely unique. But – I think the risk is the risk of what happens the other side is too great. Have you know, take him out, have some food, maybe some sex, you know, see what happens. See what happens. <laughs> Whammy. Oh. <laughs> As in Gene Sims at the plate. Oh, whammy. Oh, whammy. Oh, yes, good one. Uh, all right. Well, um, those those four in terms of because those are sort of what we call premium mid price options. Um, do you have a clear option out of those? Do you, would you? Uh, Williams, clear choice, uh, pains me to say, I'd probably say Dawson, then Duggan. Oh no, Duggan, then Dawson. Then who was the other guy? Oh, Witherden. Yep. You, you, oh, the Brisbane man is off Witherden. Is nah. that because you're biased because he left you? Stuff him. Or is it because- <laughs> Stuff him. Is that actually like just you being you? Who knows? No, I don't know. I just think, you know, midfield time there, I think Dawson does have a lot of value. We were on him last year and it just didn't pan out. Yep. For me, I think uh, Witherden could be another year away. I think once Hearn goes or if he, if Hearn gets injured, I'd be definitely looking at him. But, again, Witherden, I think, draft leagues. And, unfortunately, he's highly averaged anyway, which means he's highly priced. And people are going to be selecting him around that average anyway in draft leagues. So That's I don't think true. there's much value there at all. Um, no, I agree with you. I completely agree with you. Um, now, someone who's in a, a 3% of teams, would you believe, um, is Jake Le- Jack Lacocious, who I think can definitely break out a little bit further. I don't know if I want to take that risk. No, I think Lukosha should be going 90 to 100 this year. I'm, I think 90 I, plus I draft leagues. I actually think it's definitely possible. Yeah, I, yeah. He, and he passes the eye test too. He's just Great so good. League. He's so good to look at and watch, yeah. like football-wise, obviously, you know. No, completely passes agree with the you. eye test. I'd like him. Not a standard option though, would we say, at um, 430K? No, no. I think just from there you're better off going down to your harms, your harms ratios. Yep. Now someone um, who's uh, still in teams, Jack Scrimshaw, is injured right now. He's in 1% of teams. If you have him, get him out. He's injured. He's not going to be playing. Don't give me no one percenters. I'm just, just you know, there's people out there that still have him in your team and I don't know why they do. So they just need to get yeah, them out. These people have no idea. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and look, if you keep going down the list, down the list, down the list, down the list, you'll eventually find James Harms at 350K. He's probably the next one that we need to talk about. Um, as we noted on the Melbourne pod and in the pod just gone, James Harms is going to be playing more midfield and in the practice match he played um, as a centre bounce and wing midfielder uh, running around there. And in 2019, he averaged 95 playing that exact same role. Um, So I can see him – I think at least he goes 90 because he's got a really high floor. I think high high 80s to mid-90 would be good. 
I don't, I, I don't mind the pick. I don't actually. mind taking the chance because at that price point, you could always then shuffle a couple things around. You know, for instance, if maybe you missed, you have a harms and then you've missed a mid pricer in the midfield, you can then just throw Laird into that midfield and, um, yeah, change it up somehow. Like, yeah. as in, there, there are other options there that you can are. do. His buy obviously hurts him. Yeah, I know. He, he, he looks good if he has the right role by the sounds of it, but he could also do more harms than good. I respect that. That was a good one. Um, what we do know is obviously Brayshaw and Viney didn't play in the practice match, so we would like to see a little bit more evidence. But it what we matter. did see was – Brayshaw's cooked. We saw – is it Jermaine Jones? I think his name is. And we saw Sparrow both get very high CBAs in that game. And to me, that's them playing the role of Brayshaw and Viney who would have otherwise been in there. And Harms played in his normal role. So he's still got some CBAs. He still played wing. I don't think his role changes much. Um, I don't think Sparrow and Jones are going to be in the equation for Apparently a Sparrow was very vocal in the game as well. Very chirpy. <laughs> that was <laughs> you got, you're on, you, You've spent dad a jokes. week. Dad jokes. Here you go. Yeah. You spent a week as a dad and now all Hans. of a sudden your dad joke your dad joke vibes are kind of all Going up a little high. bit. Yeah. I love it. Um, so there's there's that. Um, now, someone that I think definitely can improve his average, though I'm not sure where it lands, is Lachlan Scholl. He's actually in 2% of size right now, 343K. But with Miller going down, I see him as the guy that they're going to be using on that wing for an outlet. Uh, yeah, I think Scholl's the, the big improver from um, Miller going down. Yep. We've Even also then, he, remember- was, he was spoken about highly already in the preseason. He won their time trial Absolutely jetted them. And, yep. um, yeah, he is one that has been spoken about highly. So, for me, even in draft leagues, I'm now thinking he's someone who could go absolutely 80-85. Uh, not really for me in dra- uh, in standard, but, yeah. yeah he not could, enough he, in standard. No. At best, he's probably like a mid eighty. We also, we also got to remember that um, Dodie's – Dodie, whatever, I still don't know how to pronounce that properly. He's obviously still um, injured as well. And so he won't be playing early in the season. So there's definitely – a super coach friendly role coming out of that back line from someone. I'm just not sure who gets that. Well, is there a day that Dodie's not injured? <laughs> uh, I think it's Dodie, isn't it? Oh, who knows? Um, but yeah, I don't mind Lock and Shoal in a, in a draft league. Um, I'm not really sure about standard. I think you're right on that one. Um, moving down, we can say a big fat no to Stephen Hill. I just wanted to uh, highlight how much nope. I, could, I couldn't nope that any further if I wanted Probably to. Probably from there, it's like coming. No, nah, we're going to go over to Lachlan Ash. Now, Ash is someone who's 320K. I have been flirting with having him in my standard team a lot. I actually think he can definitely go 80 plus, but at his price, it's really awkward to pick him. Um, he's been touted as the guy he's been, he took um, some kick-ins um, in the practice match. Touted as the guy that's got the most talent in that back line. Um, he's got a lot of speed and dash and he is an accumulator off half back um, and has a precise kicking foot. I really like him to – out of him and coming who averages more, me, it's it's Ash by a mile. You know the problem though? What's that? People have already been burnt by him. Because they started him at 200K last year and he didn't really make them much coin or – No, because now he's Ash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had no idea. <laughs> I, did not, I did not see that coming. Oh, oh, you see what I did there? Oh, coming. Oh, Segway. Oh, oh. Wow, we're really oh, just well. – we're, we're just tooting our own horns You're tonight. welcome for this fucking podcast. It's going <laughs> – Oh, well. Um, I actually said, look, I actually don't mind Ash. I think he might be a really good selection. He could be one that surprised a few. I think with the role, um, especially if Whitfield doesn't come back um, in round one or anytime soon. I mean, we still really don't know anything about Whitfield. Like they said that they're going to try and get him up for round one, but they just don't know yet. And it's going to be week to week. And then we've got other reports saying it's going to be four to five months. But you like Ash though. Like how much do you like Ash? Do you earn for Ash? (laughs) This is what I'm saying. I fucking actually hate you right now. Earn for Ash? Yeah, sure. Oh. Um, I, <laughs> I think you just got that. I did because <laughs> I thought you were paying out Ash. No, as in Ash, as in an urn where they put ashes. Oh, Man, yeah, no, Chris, that was that was highbrow stuff. Like, you got to warn me when you go highbrow. Uh, Chris is thinking I was talking about relationships. Yeah, it was yeah. exactly where I was going. Um I, yeah, so look, I don't mind Ash as a pick. Uh, if you, I think if you're going to pick one of those guys, I would definitely rather Ash than Cumming. However, there's you got to think about that cash saving. So if you if it's a standard league, you got to think about the money in this in the yeah, situation. If it's standard, Cumming always comes first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. 
this is what Will. goes. This is what goes through my mind twenty four seven. Anytime I hear someone's name or something funny, yeah, that's it. All right, so Lachlan Ash for keeper leagues and for normal draft size, though I think will be a very good choice. Yep. Uh, moving forward, um, now going down the list a little bit further. Um, obviously, so coming, you think yes or no? Uh, coming, look, coming or going? Coming. I hate the pick. He was a, a little bit lost in the practice match. I just can't. I've never seen him at AFL level do anything good. I, just, I don't think he's up to the level. I just don't. That's me uh, personally. I, I like, just don't think he is. Like, I, I don't mind it. I think the role's there for that potential, but I still can't trust him since he played that one game and burnt me as that early rookie <laughs> brigade from a couple of years back. So. so 288K for coming. I mean, it's it's enough to justify if you jeez like if you, you, might, need as well to, you might as well go to a red room <laughs> <laughs> for 280k woo that's yeah. gonna be a good night jeez yeah. oh. <laughs> and Chris you could afford three blocks for that <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with that no not at all oh wow we are on after fire, our so. west coast podcast we won't, we won't go there no, Chris? no exactly right we'll not look I just I just haven't seen it um, he's not really getting a great role at in the practice match that we've seen so far um I just don't like, as a player playing AFL football, I don't think he's at the level personally. That's just me. I, I don't know. Other people are different. He could break out. I just haven't seen it. I think in three years he's played 11 total games. Like, uh, show me show me the evidence that Isaac coming outside of needful stats is a good player or a good selection for SC, and I'll, I'll shake your hand because there is none. There's, there's nothing to suggest he's a good player. Yep, fair call. Um, Next one, probably Dan. What? How no, far? We, how far? Oh, Young and Clark. They're probably. I'm yes. big. I'm bigger on these next couple than some of these other. So Hayden Young's ones. the one that I like. Uh, I think that him and Ash have very similar scope. However, they're very different players. So Hayden Young is a little bit taller. He's 188 centimeters. More of an intercepting guy with an absolute weapon of a of a boot. Now he's been chatted to be taking over the kickouts in the practice match. That didn't happen. Ryan took the lion's share of kickouts and Hayden Young did take a couple. My problem with Young is that I think he's too similar to Ryan. And with Ryan in that side, I can't see Young getting a, a big enough role where he's going to be able to flourish. Like I think eventually he'll be a 100-plus uh, defender. Do you think he's too young? He might be just too young. <laughs> that actually might be it. Um, I At 279K, he's still a guy that I would say at D6 – I'd be comfortable with or even maybe in D5. In draft and, leagues, I'd pick him. You know, I'd be happy to have him. for sure. Yeah, like bench option or at worst. I think he could go 80, 85. I, I don't I, think, I think he's, he's got the bad. scope to get to 80. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just don't think he's got a break, like but he could also But he could also fall just short and end up with like a 75 or 77. True. Yeah. I think he can do a lot worse with a guy at 280K. See, the difference is so between him and Ash – Let's say forty k. It's four. Yeah, it's forty k. Yeah. But they could potentially both average the same. So why would you pay the extra for Ash when Young's right there? Yep. And so that's the the argument. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if you can really do anything. Um, we should probably touch a little bit on Orazio Fantasia being a, a defender oh, forward. But V two, you getting happy? I don't love the pick, but there's there's scoring history there. As a small forward, he's averaged quite well in the past, up to 85, I believe. So, boy, oh boy, yeah. Um, and if we have a, a, a specific look now, he will be playing obviously as a small forward um, at Port. Um, let me just bring up his stats. His he's a, a new stats. age Motlop. Um, well, see, while you're finding that one, the one I do yeah. also rate as well is Clark from Geelong. Um, very interesting one. He's been spoken about. Uh, could get a run sort of playing that defensive and playing also on the wing because Harry Taylor's gone. Blycalfs is pushing into that, you know, deep in defense as that uh, accountable role mm-hmm. that kind of frees up a little bit on the wing. So apparently Clark, who did impress, he looked really good, uh, not last year, the year before. Oh, he's, uh, he's, still, he's still quite cheap and he's one that I'm now looking at at least, you know, I, I was a bit iffy on him being best 22, but I've been told by a few Mad Cat supporters that he he's in and that I should just back him in and stop being a little bitch. The so. problem is even if he is best 22 for round one, I can't imagine him having good job security for 22 rounds or for the first 10 rounds even. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying. It's hard. That's, <laughs> I don't know. It's questionable because um, in any, yeah, any, you know what they do, what, what Chris Scott does, he rotates his team all the time. There's, they've, they've got a very strong squad and a very deep squad. Is he in the best 25? Probably. Is he best 22 every week? I don't know about that. I don't know. 
I, 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 I like him as a player and I think he's got a lot of talent. I just don't know Jeez. if it's there. Imagine being like his house though, just the amount he rotates. He just everything <laughs> everything out in the field, like Bevo, he goes home and goes, you know what? I'll just let's just let's newer just, is always better. Let's just rearrange his whole fucking house for no reason. You know, why not? Newer is always better. Write that down, Barney Stinson. Um Wearing is like a rocking chair. Write that down. <laughs> Thank you very much. Got fat fingers. Um now, yeah, so Rajo Fantasia averaged eighty-three in two thousand eighteen, but only over thirteen games. He's never played a full season. The most ever played was 2016 and 17. He played 19 games. So he's obviously a flight risk, but he does have some decent scoring history. Unfortunately, those other years were all basically, you know, uh, high 60s, low 70s. And the most two recent years was 57 and 56. The benefit though, being Port Adelaide, who could be one of the you know, top four side. Absolutely. Uh, he could get Just like Danaher going to Brisbane. It's yeah. the same as Orazio going to, as soon as you oh. leave us and then you become an instantly better the, player. The, the second you move to a finals team, Danaher <laughs> could double his average. Someone who can win a final in less than 6,000 days. <laughs> It can't be 6,000. It's not 20 it's years, 6, Chris. 6,000 days since. No, uh, no. Where's, since, where's the tracker? I'm going to Google that. You keep going. Yeah, you're, um, you're So welcome. you talk about. Um, All right, so moving on uh, to the. So I think that that's pretty much it for the defenders. I'm just going to have a quick squiz down here. Yes. So outside of that, you, you move below that 250 bracket. So we'll stop it there. Now, if you had to do a oh, one. Oh, oh. Yeah, okay. I told you. 5th of February, 6,000 days. Wow. Man, yep. no wonder they're so upset. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so if you had to pick a one, two, three uh, on your mid-prices line, let's 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 keep out the premium mid-prices. Let's keep out, say, your, your Zach Williams, et cetera, your Liam Duggan, oh. and let's go with the guys that are up slightly under that price bracket. What are you thinking? Let's leave them in. All right. I'm good, going. Because you have enough that you like. No. <laughs> uh, Williams one, Harms two. Um, man, that sucks. Yeah. Williams one, Harms two. That's me. Really? Well, I'm going to add Young to the end of that list. I think yeah. that if you're going that price point for as a stepping stone player. Then I'd rather go. I think he's the best stepping stone player. Then I'd rather go Clark just based on price point. Okay. Really. All right, well, I don't mind, I don't mind Clark either, but well done, mate. We, we got there in the end. Yeah, Jesus. All right. Let's, let's move this on. Now, we won't do rucks, but we're just going to go straight into midfielders um, here and we'll drop it down to 450K and we'll see what we have a look at. Um, Start with Taranto. So there's, there's a couple. Okay, so there is, I would say, arguably three or four in this mix as well as – so Taranto is one of them at 450k for Taranto. Let's get his actual price, 453, so he's slightly above that. In fact, if you just want to spend 5k more, you can get Devin Smith for 458. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> oh, someone, actually, someone actually busted my chops saying that um, Corey was going to start Devin Smith again this no, year. No and way. I sent him a message. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're starting Devin Smith again. And I asked, see if I can find his message. God, no. it was funny. <laughs> he's probably just trolling. There's no way he's No, doing some, that. I think someone trolled me. And oh, I, okay. I messaged him directly being like, that? Very cool. Um, so, look, we did speak about a little bit about Taranto on the last pod. Um, obviously, Taranto is a guy that – um, needs to be around the ball if he's going to score premium points. Um, and he would be – if you're picking this guy, you pick him as a keeper. You're not picking him really to make money. Um, you want him to be a keeper. Now, it's in the midfield line. I'd say that you're looking at probably around – you need to see that they're going to be able to average you 105 plus to make it valid at this point. So can Taranto average 105? In my opinion, yes, he can. He's already shown as a 23-year-old um, that – I think he was 23. Let me just double check that, that he can average over a hundred over the course of a season um, with the right role. So we know that the, the pedigree is there. He's obviously an accumulator. If he just tied up his ball use, he would be there a hundred percent already. <laughs> so I just saw Corey's message. I just said, Hey, um, I said, tell me you aren't running Devin Smith again. And he said, F that dog C. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Corey. Um, well seeing, done. That seeing we amazing. are doing a little shout out, we're going to have a little a stop and segment here at the 28 minute 45 second mark. Uh, SC Insider 100, all our socials, you can find oh, us online. Wow. Um, yeah, that's fine. YouTube, you can also search for us there. at um, So on YouTube, Supercoach Insider. I also do need to give a little shout out to uh, Supercoach Championship Rings. Uh, they have sponsored us and provided us for a ring for the second year in a row. We have had good dealings with them. Um, personally, they've been, they sent it to my house really prompt as well as last year. So we've received ours. Also, SC Elites, again, also have nothing but nice things to say. 
So we're going to share as well the link in our bio and the promo code if you are interested in grabbing a ring. Uh, obviously, any post and any online purchases, etc. that's all your own business and risks. However, again, I think they are boss-ass looking rings and they are super um, good for banter, banter worthiness. So if you would like one, do so. You can, I believe you can put it through in your credit card, PayPal, etc. Um, if you are interested, go for it and live like a king. I like it. Uh, the rings do look actually pretty good. They neat. look this, mad. This year's they, one looks really good. Yeah, hey? they yeah. do look good. Yeah. Um, awesome. All right. Well, um, just back on to Taranto. So we just had a little segue. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Just um, business. Speaking, you know, business. Of, speaking of King, so Taranto was 21 when he posted that 102 average in 2019. He's now 23 years old, just turned 23. Um, he's got the pedigree. He's, he's got the. It looks like he's got the role at this early stage. I do think that he's a guy that he's got a um, a fairly good uh, ce- bleh, ceiling. Um, so he was obviously injured early last year and then came back at the back end but played a mainly forward role and now he's going to be playing a lot in the mid- in the mid- midfield. But in his 2019 year where he did average 102, he had scores of 144, 132, 131 um, and then a bunch of scores around that 110 mark, 112, 112, 113, uh, 111, 113, 112. So definitely a guy that has the potential to do that and go 105. Um and in my opinion, he's the best of this bunch, but we'll go through the other guys that people are looking at. Taranto is currently in 15% of sides, which is That's a massive. lot. That is massive for for this guy, but um, good on him. Now, a guy that uh, unfortunately just got injured, which is why he's probably not in a lot of teams right now, is Dion Prestia. Yes. Maybe one to watch in your draft leagues or, or see when he's coming back to full fitness. Yeah, was it a quad or a hammy? It was... Something like that, yeah. Yeah, but definitely one that can average you, again, 105 minimum. I think in that period, he's only in 1% of teams. I'd probably trade him out right now because I don't think he's starting round one. Um, But definitely one to keep an eye on during the season. Um, And again, another one around that price is Ben Cunnington. Now, that's probably, the the I suppose, the big three around that. I was big on Cunnington earlier. What are your thoughts, mate? Tell Tell me what you think about Cunnington. Um, well, look, he, he, he looks like an old man, but he's only 30 this year. So, <laughs> he does look like uh, but again, like people go, oh no, he's, you know, he's got to be as old as Hearn because he looks, you know, five years older than Hearn. So, uh, I he's don't know. He's not very like cunning, is he? <laughs> well, you're saying you're big on the cunning and I was like, a cunning what? Um, but look, yeah, he had a, a back issue, ended his, uh, was it? Uh, He's had back 20, issues yeah, for, for the last for couple of years. Quite really, a, yeah. Oh, sorry, years, yeah. no, he had a really good back end of 2019 as well though. Um, now here's the issue though. 2019, he started off on fire, averaging 120. The back end though, he actually averaged 83 the last eight rounds and he did. killed it. He averaged 114 the first seven. Yeah. So injury impacted uh, 2020. People were like, oh, but he, you know, he's a great scorer. And up until know, the buys, he was absolutely well. He was killing it, it 114. And I think people still get caught thinking that he was actually premium. Yep. And they're thinking they can get a premium cheap. And I'm like, no, he's not top 10. He's averaged like 100 flat for the last like five, seven years. Cunnington does this most seasons. He goes in this purple patch of four or five games and he goes freaking insane. And everyone goes, oh, shit, let's have a look at Cunnington. And it's great for draft because he can do that for you. Or Shield. Shield um, does the same. Goes five games big and then you're like, woohoo. And yeah. then, yeah. Oh, so for me, it's just like the round one last year goes 185 and then we have that big gap to round two and people are like, oh, Cunnington, you know, he's going to go huge, blah, blah. And then it didn't happen, obviously. Didn't happen. And then he got injured with his back. So um, now the good th- good news is with this Cunnington, he's definitely going to get the role. So he's definitely going to be an inside midfielder there. Unfortunately, he plays for North. I mean, there's 22 of them at least. <laughs> and um, look, I... I can see him as a guy that has the potential to go 105 at his absolute peak best. Like if he has a perfect season, doesn't get injured, he can go 105. Well, I guess he – I wonder if he plays more time on ground though. He's only ever been a 75% kind of guy. I don't know. They're trying to blood all the youth. Yeah, I think, they, think, I think he, he just he just plays his role. He goes off and let the young kids run around. I mean, look, if they're in like a, a competitive year where they, they think they're going to make finals and whatever and they're actually wanting to win. <laughs> and this is 2034. Yeah, exactly right. Sorry, North. So, so when, he, when he turns 37. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I can see him, you know, playing more midfield time and playing more time on ground because they want to win more games. But really they're in a, they're in a development phase. They want to get some game time and get some midfield time into these yeah, kids. No point. They want to develop. You no point burning him out this year. Kind of like, yeah. 
exactly five right. last year, they put him forward a bit more because there's no point in burning him out for a year. You're not going to win finals. No, I absolutely agree. So yeah, for right. me, it does not make sense to start someone like a Cunnington because I don't think he's going to be a keeper. How much was a Sloan? He'd be more than Taranto. Four seventy one. Yeah, just it's over. Still a little bit okay. too much. Another good one liking. for draft leagues though. Um, they couldn't. Sloan couldn't even get on the park last year. Basically, they found it hard to get him on the park. But having a good preseason, Sloan. So he is definitely a nice little draft sleeper there. Yep. I think everyone's. I uh, don't. Yeah. I think he's 30 as well, or 29, 30. He, people are overestimating, um, underestimating, sorry, Sloan, and I think he's someone who could end up going a 105 again. I've got him in a keeper, and I'm, yeah, I think I'm it's loving great. having him there. I traded like, you, no, remember? Yeah, it, it, I think he's going to go great. I mean, he's a guy that has traditionally gone somewhere between 100 to 115 in any given year. You yep. know, like he's got and the a big ceiling to too. Love yeah, it. absolutely. Um, all right, so moving on to the next one, and I think probably the, the biggest one really is going to be Tom Green at 350K. Um, I'll just bring him up quickly. Here we go, 351K. Tom Green, um, he's currently in 10% offside. I cannot believe. No, avoid that. that. Tell you what, the grass is greener on the other side, folks. Don't pick him. Oh, 10%, man. That's, that's a big huge. risk for a second-year player. He's not even going to get the midfield time. Well, GWS, I, don't know about that. I think he might get some. GWS time. are still stacked though. How Caldwell couldn't even play midfield, right? Hately couldn't even play midfield. They played all these other shit roles. How is he going to play midfield? Um, mainly because uh, Hopper's actually not a very good player. <laughs> Hopper's still in there more no, than he actually, will be. He's pretty good. Ward's gone somewhere else, but that doesn't matter because you still well, have Cornelio. Did you Kelly? Say, speaking of this. So Ward's changed roles again, which opens up the door for – this is what very much opened up the door for Ashen coming in that back line and potentially Weir. He's actually playing wing and, and second ruck because they don't – with um, with Flynn on there, that he was playing ruck, like as a backup ruckman that is a second midfielder that can run around after the, after the ball goes up. Very, very strange role. And I, I'm definitely not suggesting that Ward is super coach relevant. Draft, maybe. But – you know, we thought he was going to be playing in the back pocket uh, and taking over Heath Shaw's role. Don't think that's happening now. And that opens up the door for someone like a Jacob Weir or a coming, coming back in that back yep. line or whatever it might be. So um, it very, very interesting. Um, now, back on to Tom Green. Here's the reason why Tom Green can work. If he gets bulk role, and I, I don't know if he will, See, but he Clay, would have to get it. Clayton Oliver got bulk role because this they is, needed that inside bull, right? Now, I'm saying, like, Tom Green, he, he looks like a great player and he is that inside contested player, but you've still got Cornelio, Kelly, Taranto, right? Then you've got um, Hopper. You've got these other guys that can do an inside role. And I don't, I, don't, I don't see him getting, you know, peak minutes in the midfield. I don't think he's in the top three, four. Actually, I don't think he's in the top four. I think he might be fifth. That's in terms of like yeah. CBA attendance. One thing that Tom Green does have going for him is his absolute ridiculous pedigree of contested possessions. He's basically a better version of Patrick Cripps, and I know that is a very big thing to say. I thought you going to talk about his red hair, pedigree of red hair. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a great pedigree. Great pedigree. Straight from the Irish. Um, yeah, and so he's actually the highest ever um, recorded for as a junior-level player um, contested possession rate ever. So as a inside midfielder, if he gets the role, he is going to be a super coach jet. I just don't think it's going to be enough this season to warrant having him as a starting selection because at 350K, I think you need him to be a keeper. And he's a midfielder. Well, if, he was a, if he was a forward, then I see a bit more of the appeal. Picking him as a midfielder I think is absolutely ludicrous. He'd have to average a, what, 95 to even be a stepping and stone then you'd still to have Uber. to you'd still have to move him on. Caldwell. Yeah, you'd have to get him to an Uber premium. Yeah, correct. Yeah. You're hoping he'll make so, you 150, but how's he going to get to 500? He's going to have to average you over 100. No, nah, I think he, I think like 90, 95 will get you there. Like I, uh, I think it's potentially like he's it, it could potentially happen, but the risk versus it, like – I'm not sure it's worth the risk. I just don't. I just don't think so, especially when. Okay, so if he was the only one available at that price point, I'd be like, mm, "Yep, yeah, okay, fair enough. I can understand why you wouldn't." But there's a guy called D- Dyson Heppel that is playing off a halfback flank who has a pedigree playing off a halfback flank, averaging anywhere between eighty to low nineties. Uh, as a guy that's going to be the distributor in a with a team that's going to get the ball in their defense pretty much all game. I don't know if it. And you can't run both, can you? Who's can't this? run Green and Heppel. Uh, you could run two mid-price mids because everywhere else sucks for rookies at the moment. So if you're running <laughs> real deep back ends, you're going to have but to sacrifice mid- somewhere. The midfield is somewhere where we've got rookies. 
Mm, yeah, so so you say so far. Uh, at the moment, until everything's like thrown up on its head this That's week. That's true. Um, look, Dyson Apple's in eighteen percent of teams. His price at three hundred nineteen k. I I just like the fact that he like it's not something he hasn't done before. He was obviously introduced as a as a rookie um, through the through the defense and off off the half back line. So I think that Dyson Apple is definitely someone that can um, at least average you say eighty. And I'd had as a guess that it could be as high as ninety. Um, obviously the role means that there's going to be a high high floor. Um, unfortunately, probably also means it's going to be a low ceiling. But if you have a look at his rookie numbers when he started out in 2011, he averaged 83.5 and a half back role, played 22 games. In 2012, he played 20 games, averaged 84.1. And in 2013, he, averaged, he played 19 games and averaged 91.1. He moved to the midfield in 2014 and started averaging in those you know, 100 to 105 sort of averages. I think where he sits is between that 83 and 91. I think he's a great selection for someone who's an, a stepping stone to an Uber premium. So if you're looking at getting a Neil or an Oliver or someone that's going to be that 650K mark, Dyson Heppel's a guy that can make you 150, potentially 200K, probably not, maybe about 175 if he's going to be averaging, say, a low 90. Um, maybe has a couple of good game spikes in price and, and you can offload him. I think he's the one at that price, but... Um, obviously it's very early. Um, 18% of teams means that obviously people do have an eye on him. Um, so it's not like he's unknown. Uh, but the other one I want to talk about who could potentially surprise is a little bit more expensive at 338K and that's Dan Hannabury, whose people have actually just completely forgotten about. No, well, cause he was looking great until he didn't. Well, yeah, the problem with Hannabury is obviously his body. Um, uh, did he, he got injured again, didn't he? Or yeah, let me find something that. light. I don't think it's too, um, it's too smashing, but I think uh, he'll play. No, so he was doing well, right? So he was smashing at preseason, running with Billings, right? Looked really good, increased his running capacity, one of his strengths. So he killed it. First day back on the time trial, he won the Saints time trial, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely flying, as they always say. And then he did his calf again. So, yeah, I'm just not uh, hoping, he'll, hoping he's okay for round one. There's plenty of water to go under the bridge. February 19. Yeah, so it was only recent. Okay, so yep. still hoping he can be there for round one. Now, this is where spreadsheet things. Definitely a draft relevant selection. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that you want to take that risk in standard, but I think that he's one that could definitely get it if he gets the role, which he definitely will because he's a midfielder and that's all he can pretty much do. Um, moving on to someone who's in two percent of sides, and I don't know why he's in that many. Is Nick Blakey? Now he has obviously is is a forward mid three hundred eighteen k, so he's the same price as Heppel. But he is now – he's also a forward mid, so he's got that forward flexibility. He's been playing off a wing and been training with the midfield group all preseason. I just don't think personally he has a super coach role or is an accumulator enough, especially on a wing, to make him relevant in standard at all. But definitely someone that you can maybe pick he's up so skinny. in a draft. He's, Nick, he's talented, but he just doesn't he, get enough of the ball. He's so skinny. It's I'm not going to do the meatloaf, but <laughs> I mean, you see his name, Mick Blakey. It's more like Nick Brakey. He's fucking, <laughs> he's a twig. Put on some pounds, boy. Oh, Jakey, Jakey about to make a big mistakey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I won't uh, make out with you. <laughs> that, that's uh, the level of my insults right now. Fair enough. Get on with the chlorophyll. Uh, now, next one, uh, 313K, Braden Sire. Um, who did play in the practice match and played pretty well. Thoughts on Braden Sire? No. Just neither here nor there. Even if he's got the role, you just don't see it. Rather just wait. I'd rather wait and see her. <laughs> Fair enough. And next one, Jackson Haitley, 310K in 13% of teams. Yeah. There's a lot of red flags happening with Jackson Haitley right now, and I don't know if I, I like the selection. I don't know if 13%. Uh, look, I've been tempted, and I had some really good friends of mine say, get off the train. <laughs> 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 do not do it. Thank me later. Um, yeah, so no. Okay, so a little bit of information about uh, um, why there's these red flags popping up is that every time someone in the media brings up Jackson Haitley, the coach says, oh, yeah, he'll be playing forward. They'll be playing a mixture of forward or he'll be – there's some – Oh yeah, he floats through that midfield. He's last. The last quote was, "He's there to make up some minutes in the midfield because they had a couple of guys out." Now, every time they talk about him, they talk about making up minutes or he's going to be playing a mixture of forward and mid. It's not. I'm going to be a midfielder. If he was going to be a midfielder, I can guarantee you he'd be in a lot more sides than thirteen percent. 
I just have this big, big, big red flag saying just don't pick him. And, I, I t- yeah, I'm worried. I'm very worried about the selection of Jackson Hately. So, um, yeah, for me it's too much risk. All right, so um, you don't love the you Hately. I definitely hate Lee, um, unfortunately. Uh, now, now moving down again, so we're actually just about to hit the 250K mark, but I just wanted to um, assure the 3% of people who have Rory Atkins, he's actually injured. Yes, Atkins is. Uh, end of season shoulder surgery, trained before the main group February 17, so he's not even with the main group yet. Um, yeah. So, um, like, he, he could come through, but I just think in, interrupted season – Although, mind you, shoulder surgery, I don't know how he got that. He never gets a tackle. Like, <laughs> he's so much Surely on the you outside. Have to lay a tackle to get injured on the he, shoulder. He probably ran himself into a dislocation. Like, that's all. <laughs> that's the best contact he's getting, the seagull. It, it was the impacts from yeah. the ground. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's not from. through his body. It's not from a player, you know. Oh, my God. That is that's good. <laughs> it's true, though. It's so true. Jeez. All right. So uh, your mid-price options, mate. Tell me what- The closest he gets to a contest is a quarter-time huddle. (laughs) (laughs) It's a true story. (laughs) True story. This was uh, year year 11, maybe. There was an under nines, uh, sorry, a nine-a-side comp, AFL comp that we were in for school. And um, we, we actually won the school competition across Queensland, which was pretty awesome. Anyway, we won, like the siren goes and everyone's going, yes. I'm like, yeah, oh my God, this is amazing. And we all get in the huddle. My little finger gets caught in someone's jersey and twists and gets dislocated in the celebration huddle. And so I had to walk over to the trainer after the game's finished and the siren's going to pop my little finger back in. Ouch. And it, to this day, it's still you know, it's still bent, still crooked. So that's, uh, that's the story of how I dislocated my little finger <laughs> inside someone's jersey. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> That's like Darwin Award shit. That's what that is. Um, now, <laughs> so um, mid prices, mate, in midfield. Which uh, which one do you like? Ah, uh, Heppel, number one for me. Probably yep. Green, number two, based on potential, not the fact that I actually like him. Um, yep. Oh, Taranto, I'd have as your expensive. He's probably number one. Then Heppel, Heppel. Oh, I'd say Heppel number. Oh, Heppel number one based on price. Then Taranto for me, based on potential, and then Green based on like he could do it, but I don't believe it. So. Um, I think the then, only one out of them that can be a premium is, is Taranto. So I will go one Taranto, but um, I think you're right in, in exactly the reasons you said. Yeah. I'm looking at, if stepping. you're looking at, yeah, if you're looking for a stepping stone, Hebel's the one. If you're looking for a keeper, Taranto's the one and Tom Green's somewhere in between. Yeah. Like, here's, here's the thing with Heppel though, is in he, I don't expect him to average a hundred, right? He'll be playing a different role. I think again, he has job security. He's going to be playing. Yes. I would like him to earn 150 K. I will, at this point, based on how weird this season is, I'd settle for a, a sneaky 100 or anywhere, 100 to 150 to get me close enough to go one up, one down, get me a premium. Because with all these rookies and stuff, I'm not sure if there's going to be that many coming through in order to be able to do multiple downs to then get an up. So, yes. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's move on to the forward line now and uh, some mid prices there. I'm going to start us off with someone a little bit over that over that price mark at 462000 and it's going to be Shay Bolton. Oh, Shay Bolton the has the potential, but m- maybe not necessarily the role to be able to do what we all know that he can. Now he is an absolute jet when he's when he's on. Now I don't know. I know a lot of people are big on him, right? Now he, it's probably because he averaged ninety his last ten rounds, but he also averaged seventy-seven the first five. Someone who is four sixty-two, averaging ninety flat over a ten-round period. Doesn't scream like, and and you know what? The it's it's is, the hype. It's the preseason hype, and everyone's like, "Oh, Bolton's gonna, he's killing it. He had, he looks flashy for a few games, and then he's gonna average over a hundred or ninety-five. I don't see it. It's he's he has the Richmond curse, and the curse of Richmond is that there's no real one player that just goes and absolutely demolishes it. But if you do see his his um, you know, 2017, 2018, his his progression is pretty good. So from, he obviously didn't play many games in 2017. He only played the six games, average of 49. In 2018, he only played the three games and only averaged 30. But then obviously 2019 picked it up, 16 games and, and 70 average, and then obviously went to 86 average last year for t- in 2020. So I see that the, there's a progression there. Fuel the jet. Do you see him playing enough midfield time to more increase? Maybe. I, I don't see it this year. Like it's it's possible, but again, you're like I'm thinking 90 – 
you know, draft leagues, maybe like a 90-ish. Yep. I mean, what's he priced at? 80, uh, 86.1. So there's yeah. not even that much meat on the bone. I'm thinking, nah. you know, you could pick him around a 90, but I'm not banking on him going Too many Richmond fans will and pick again, him up early, yeah. How spoiled are we for forward options? Yes, they're not all killing it at the moment, but again, side bottom, all these other guys, I would yep. take them after they drop some coin, and I think you're better off going for those guys than picking your Rainers, your Boltons, etc. The only exception for me is Segway Heaney. Very good Segway, um, and this is actually 19% of teams. Yeah, because he's cheap. Um, he is cheap. He's, he always is cheap, and he'll even be to upgrade. He'll also be probably cheap. And look, what we know about Heaney is his consistency. Um, so, yes, unfortunately, he's had a little bit of a tough run with injuries. However, if you look at his his, his history, he actually played 20, um, so 20 games in 2016, 18 games in 2017, 21 games in 2018, and 22 games in 2019. So even though it feels like he's always injured, he just always cops a knock. He'll in the middle of a game and he'll play out the game. And, and he's basically right average what, mid-90s to high-90s for four years? Yeah, and a lot of that was as a forward too. So 97.6 in 2017, 97.5 in 2018, 94 and 94 in uh, in both 2019 Do you think he's still a forward this year or do you think he's getting in the mix a bit more? The problem is Buddy. As long as Buddy is out of that forward line, he will have to play forward. It's as simple as that. Um and you've got now Mills moving into that midfield, which I think was. I think maybe if Parker goes with. forward, I could see Heaney going into the mid to give he'll Parker a CBA. break. Yeah. He'll, he'll jump in there a little bit, like, yeah. but he won't get more than 30, 35% mid time. Fair call. Um, he'll play mainly as a forward. And look, that might be good enough because, again, he's probably going to be a guy that will average you somewhere between 92 to 97 points per game. Is that okay? It's definitely okay. Yeah. I don't see any, an issue with that. Um, He's at a price point where it's enough to be like, yep. Well, the problem is you can't see a real top end. So he's not going to like explode. He's always going to be affordable. Yeah, he's like, affordable because he drops – he has great games and then drops in the odd stinker of like a 40 or a 60. Yeah, or he gets knocked out by taking a huge <laughs> hanger, like whatever it might I, be. Like, I, I like him though. I like to watch him. I so, do. He's an he's a awesome player to have. true. Um, now, just slightly under that, um, Toby Green's actually at 448K at 5% of teams. I don't like Toby Green because I just don't like the fact that there's so many midfielders and he's a better forward. Yep. And it's as simple as that. And, yeah, Cameron now gone. They need him more forward. He will be one of their best shots at goal. Right. I don't mind him in draft leagues, though, because here's what happens. Josh Kelly goes down and gets injured. Toby Green straight into that midfield, and then for five games he's got – Or Green. A, yeah, or, or Tom Green, or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. Um, gets injured, four games out, bang. All of a sudden Toby Green's, uh, you know, got 60% mid-time or 70% mid-time and dropping 120s every week. Yeah, a little, little so, bit of meat on the bone. He did do his hamstring on 41, uh, so his true average is 87. So in draft leagues he is, what, about three and a half points underpriced? Yep. Uh, moving on, Jordan DeGoey, uh, 4% of teams, and he's at 435K. And I think with DeGoey, it's all hype or potential, but nothing really there. What would you, what do you yeah. reckon? Like, oh, I think it's definitely possible. It's possible. Yes, it's possible because he's going to have the role. Now, having said that, his preseason was going absolutely swimmingly until he decided that he would have an abdominal strain for some reason. And then he got what kicked in the calf last week by a player in a tackle or something like that. Then he had to sit out the practice match. Um, the talk is that he'll probably play in the Amy series. Um, so hopefully he does. And then that will be – if he goes like 120 or something in the practice match, how many teams do you reckon he's in next week? A lot. <laughs> uh, definitely a lot. Um, move down the list, though. Let's go to the relevant ones that we've already spoken about. In Chris's team reveal. You love, you love uh, your Zach Oh, Zach, Zach Bailey. Bailey's impressive. He gets uh, a little bit more midfield time. A grid for draft leagues, I think. Bailey this year. Um, yeah, I think he's all right. Not bad. Um, now, Tom Phillips in 11% of teams. Now, he's been thrown into an inside mid-roll and then switching outside to a wing, but he hasn't had a lot of CBAs in that practice match, so – um, that's that CBA role that he was touted for. I think that's a It'll wash. It'll be wing. It's yeah, going to be wing. I think they're saying he could go into the CBA Absolutely. and that's if they're desperate enough. Everyone's cooked. Everyone's tired. Diego Mirra's got another sore knee. So, you know, last Tom quarter. Mitchell is potentially yeah. going to be even playing round one. And then you've got um, Chad Wingard. He's obviously injured at the moment. He's coming back into that side. 
there is a lot of players that are going to replace that even if he does get it early. Yeah, inside mid is not Phillips's go-to. Um, I actually think that Phillips is a very bad pick and not only because he's a terrible footballer, but also because he's terrible at Supercoach. <laughs> wow, I shouldn't. It's true. Just burning him. Look, it's look, it's fair. It's a fair call. Um, we've already spoken about Cam Rainer on the previous podcast, but you just want to uh, touch a little bit on old Rainer. Um, yeah, well, Rainer, I think um, good for draft leagues. Don't pick him in your keeper. If you're unsure, go back to Chris's team um, podcast, podcast yep. and have a look at that. Uh, basically, yeah, he's too much. He's not going to be top six. Don't even pick him in a, in a standard uh, context. He's for nearly 400K, so you might as well just go get a premium or go down to one of the other better, cheaper options, make yourself some cash. I completely agree with you, and I'm going to touch on the guy that I had in my pre, uh, team for pretty much most of the preseason until about two weeks ago, and that's Connor Rosie um, at 377K. He's in 9% of teams, so a lot of people still have him. Just couldn't foot the bill? <laughs> oh, pun intended. Um, so as you were just alluding to there, he still has that foot issue that was lingering him last year that was keeping him out of the midfield rotations. Yep, no stress. Um, <laughs> another one. No, no, yeah, no stress fracture. No stress no, fracture. He's, he's good, he's good. He saw a specialist last week and they basically said he's going to have to be managed. Um, and what I think that means is that those mid rotations he was going to get. Yep. Um, so I think that puts Sam Powell Pepper back in the frame to go into the midfield again. Yeah, they saw a specialist that were worried, but apparently everything is just uh, rosy. <laughs> I was not knowing where you were going with that. I don't know, man. I'm and I was glad that I did uh, because it was, it was even better when I when I finally came to the realization that you were making a joke. Yes. Um, no, Tired. I, I dig, I dig <laughs> that. Um, now the next one down is obviously going to be, uh, Caldwell. Now we've spoken again about Caldwell on the last podcast, um, lion's share of CBAs at Essendon. So definitely a huge role change, huge potential for big scoring. He's never really been an accumulator throughout <laughs> ah. his career, even as a junior, but he was always hampered by injuries. Another thing that we should probably say, however, he was arguably one of the top midfield prospects in his draft year. And they knew the potential. They just didn't have the ability to see it. So um, definitely one that I think has the opportunity to even potentially average, say, 95-ish and become a keeper. Um, unfortunately, his price is a little bit too high to be a stepping stone. So you really got to be picking him to to be a keeper. Otherwise, um, you're going to have to trade him and he's going to cost you a little bit. But I do not mind the old Jai Caldwell. Um, and moving down a little bit further, you love Jack Rewald, don't you, mate? <laughs> Jack Rewald. No, I was going to say, do you know um, Caldwell's mentor? No, no, I don't. Daniel Wells, a former North oh, Melbourne. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, whenever it gets Collingwood into, player, you mean? yeah, if it gets into trouble, he just calls Wells. <laughs> calls Wells. <laughs> Is that actually his mentor? He just made that up. No, I made it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, if he gets in trouble, he calls Wells. Disgustingly bad, I just want to <laughs> I'm tired. This is what you're going to get, everyone, ladies and gentlemen. Um, now, just a quick note. I, I won't touch him too much. Jake Riccardi, 336K, probably going to play round one now because Hogan is doubtful for round one. Um, I just don't think he is going to be in their best 22 on a week-to-week basis if nope. he's fit. Um, someone I want to highlight is Nick Hind. He looks to be in the 22 as a halfback flanker, rebounder. Um, don't think he's going to be yeah, standard playing relevant. back flank. Good for a draft league. I think Hyde yeah, could be all right. Definitely one for a draft late league. Late if just, you have a, a big league or a late pick, definitely if you get um, want something speculative. Um, now, obviously, Nick Blakey is, is selectable here as a forward, so we did go through him a little bit in the midfield. Um, and then we move down. Luke Jackson's someone that I think eventually will be good and super coach relevant, but not right now. Franklin's still in 2% of teams. How is that even a thing? Well, maybe he's coming back. <laughs> is he really? Um, I think you got to go all the way down to Zebel really at this price point. So moving on down, uh, Zebel is priced at 257K. Um, and I think that he's arguably the one of the best cash cows at, in the position. He's obviously moving to a halfback flank and he's going to be a distributor out there. I saw him take a couple of kickouts, a couple of intercept marks on the weekend in the practice match. Definitely one I think can average somewhere between 80 to 85. I don't think he's going to you know, light up the world in the role, especially with Luke McDonald back there. But I definitely think that he can average quite well and be a serviceable stepping stone to a keeper. Hey, do you know um, Blakey's theme song? No, I don't actually. The UB40s? <laughs> Which one's it? I don't know. <laughs> Blakey. <laughs> don't tell my heart, my achy Blakey heart. That's, isn't that um, 
That's not UB40. That's um. That's Cyrus, Miles Cyrus's dad. What's his name? Um, one of the orgies. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever his name is. Yeah, the country singer. Anyway, yeah. you got that one Billy wrong. Cyrus? But I'm okay. Yeah, Billy Ray Cyrus. That's the one. But I mean, UB40, great band. Um, and that's rounds up the uh, forward rookies. Um, give us your mid, mid prices. We're not for, doing. Oh, a, sorry, forward mid prices. Not, yeah. Okay. Are we going down though? Surely you're including Danaher, Impy, Dow, like Paddy Dow. Can we at least touch on? He has since I had him in my side in my team I reveal, wasn't going and I was to, but talking we about are. he's relevant. I, I, he's relevant. Paddy Dow is not relevant. He's relevant, hundred percent. He's not even relevant. He has gone from when I, I said and when I put out my team, I said, "Don't shoot me." I'm thinking about Paddy Dow because again, spoken about great preseason, put on some size. He's really impressing them as he's coming out of the contest with some explosive power, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Then all of a sudden, he has a great intra. Uh, was it a practice game? Yep. Right now, he's in fifteen percent of sides. How was he in 15? Uh, that, that's Yeah. He that's went laughable. from being 3%. <laughs> three, my lord. <laughs> number number, number three, three, my lord. Number three, my lord. Um, yeah, he's now like 15% of sides. You and know, rising. He's going to have another good game. He'll be like 30% now, 100%. Do you know what Paddy Dow's highest ever Supercoach score is? Yeah, probably about 85. <laughs> uh, 86 is exactly, and it was in a COVID year. And I wouldn't even, uh, was it? When was this? 2018. So his first year, he had an 86 in round 19. He has never got anywhere close to that. Yeah, this he's year he will. He's had a few will. 70s. This year he There's will. There's no other 80 score. He's had one score in the 80s his entire career. This year he will. So is Caldwell. Caldwell's had like one score of 80 something. That's it. Yeah, but Caldwell's getting a role of a centre back. He's going to be and a centre back. And getting a good role too, Mr. With, Official with, with person. Cripps, with Walsh, with, with um, Williams, with Kurnow, with Setterfield. Kurnow's playing wing. I don't know what you're on about. Yeah, what about what about Nunes? Where's he playing? Oh, he's playing for the VFL. Where's Mark Murphy playing? Mark Murphy's also playing on the wing and forward line and possibly defence, I think. He said multi-dimensional. How is Paddy Dow going to be a centre-bounce midfielder? Murphy's going to be everywhere, just like one of those Eddie Murphy films. Okay, I'm going to uh, – here's what I'm going to do. Jeez, he doesn't I'm going to let hear. everybody else choose Paddy Dow, and then when he goes and sucks, <laughs> I'm going to laugh a lot. Like probably over, uh, okay. over the top. What's the unders or overs then? Uh, if he averages more than 70, I, I would be shocked. I would be absolutely shocked. And at 200K, you kind of have to, right? Oh, yeah, you have to. But again, right. slim pickings. So over under, you want to take overs on 70? I was thinking just below 70. <laughs> <laughs> 68 and a half. Maybe. Give me, 60, give me a maybe, one. Maybe higher. Give me a one. 69. <laughs> oh, 69. 68 and a half. So Vintage. he has to score 69. There you go. <laughs> There's no way. Oh my god! There's yeah, just no I, way that happens. I'd go, I'd, no go way. I'd go in with that because I know my good friend Carl will at least go me halves if I lose. <laughs> He'd feel semi-responsible. Oh man, there's no way Dow would right. average more than um, seven. I'll eat my okay, own words. Very, I will literally write my words down on a piece of paper, throw it in my mouth, and eat and it. And eat it. You're right. Can it's we can we draw a penis mean. on that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> just so you can it makes shove, you feel better so about you can yourself. Shove it in. Um, okay, I think that wraps us up. We've well, already spoken top, about. Tell us your top forward mid prices. Okay, so forward line. Uh, I'm going, which we've already, well, surely we have to include Zeeble, Danaher. Yep. We've already spoken about that in Chris's team reveal. So if, if, you're you not, more if you want more information, Danaher, we went into depth podcast. and we've already listened to Chris talk 10 minutes on three players in defense. As well. uh, I'd probably say for me, I'm going um, Zeeble, I'm going Impy, I'm going Danaher, I'm going Dow. I'm going Dow. Oh, wow. I'm going okay. Timber. You I'm going um, number one for me is Caldwell's the only one that. Oh, sorry, paid. yeah, Caldwell number one. <laughs> uh, the only one that's a mid-price option that could also be a keeper. Um, Caldwell's and uh, number two for consistency, I'm going to go with um, Jack Zebel. Yep, thank you. And number three for cash purposes, Danny. Oh, no, I think Danaher makes more cash and, yeah, and faster. I think, I think Impy will be a slow burn, but he'll get you to a 400k. Both, they're both good though. I think they are the top four. And yeah. then I'd say, I don't know, I'm hoping rookies show up. If, if these midfielder rookies show up, then I might be laughing and I might not be able, you know, I might not get down. But if he shows up and plays well again, down, I could be suckered in big time. Now, I did mention this briefly on the previous pod, but keep an eye, guys, on Alec Waterman. 
Um, he yep. kicked four goals in the practice match last week. He's only just been listed by Essendon today, and he'll be added into Supercoach in the coming days. Um, he's hundred. He'll be 102K forward. I'm hoping he might be even forward mid. Yeah, Fingers crossed with that. Pray he, to the Supercoach um, gods. He used to be the Billy Boucher, um, the, <laughs> the, water the, water, the waterman, but, um, yeah, hopefully he does well. <laughs> Did you know that water sucks? Gatorade is better. <laughs> <laughs> water <laughs> sucks. It, it really, really, really sucks. sucks. <laughs> yes, sir. Well done. All right. That pretty much Gatorade. sums up. Gatorade. <laughs> H2O. Um, yes. Yeah. Brilliant movie. Uh, that wraps us up. Look, this was a pretty long-winded <laughs> one, but mum, particularly mum good for my mama, my mama, my mama always said. Um, no, you don't know Colonel Sanders. <laughs> yeah. Alligator so angry because he got all those teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like mama's wrong again. You're wrong, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> all right, that wraps us up. Uh, oh, look, thank so you. This is definitely draft relevant. This is um, – Bit of a spontaneous one here, guys. So it look, is. apologies for the long windedness. And if you are on a long commute or something, look to say hey and um, we'll talk to you soon. Catch you later, guys. Alrighty, bye. Bye bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes. So the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent. The P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start They say that every champion is all about his principles Carry!